Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello and welcome to the Newcastle Natter. My name is Fergus Craig and I am joined by Dave Watson. Hi. And just Dave Watson. Mm-hmm. Because uh, Paul Doolan isn't available because he's now officially a father. Yeah. So congratulations, Paul Doolan. The baby was born on Thursday night. It's Monday now. I, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, the, I don't know what it is about the 21st century that means that men have to, can't get back to fucking work three days later. I mean, come on. You reckon that you'd be down the pit already? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I do. No, not Thes- really. Thespy Fergus Craig would be back at work. Not really, of course. No. No. Congratulations, Paul. Congratulations, Paul. So, Dave, there's been two games since the last time we met. Mm -hmm. Um, Are you still panicking? I'm not still panicking, but we'll get into that. I mean, it's fantastic. It's been fantastic that we've managed to get two victories. Mm -hmm. The first of which was against Reading on Wednesday night. Yeah. Uh, 4-1 victory. Yeah, Yapstam said afterwards that the uh, the scoreline flattered us, but uh, and it kind of did. But we were worthy winners of it, you know, because he was. He, I think he. I think he was meaning that like a two-one would have been a more fair reflection. But at the end of the day, well, from the sounds of it, he was probably right. Right. I mean, we had a bit of a flurry at the end, but yeah, our first three games we conceded a goal in the last minute <laughs> of the first half. That just says screams about. Um, like we said in last season where we needed like leaders on the pitch and stuff like that I think a lack of somebody saying you know focus keep your head on for the last few few minutes of the game I think that's I think that's why we conceded in the last few minutes of the the first halves now I've been wondering what to do about this and I I think oh hello the engineer's just got a text (laughs) and I've been wondering what to do about this and I've always felt that it's important to be honest with the Natter listen, listeners, so uh, that's what I'm going to do. We can't see these games, can we? Because there's nope. no use pretending that we're watching them. No. Because 
we're not Newcastle based. So we're not seeing these matches and neither are you. So it's weird, right? You can get a link to listen to it yeah. to BBC Newcastle. Yeah. I noticed on Twitter that there's a uh, some people are like periscoping the game. Yeah. Have you seen so that? So you it's can amazing. see it through someone's like mobile phone. Yeah. Or maybe there'll come a point when I do that. Because when streaming first happened, I thought, well, I'm not watching that. This is crap. <laughs> But maybe I'll just start watching people's periscopes of the game. Have you tried watching it? Yeah, I watched... Uh, I think it was the, the Reading game. Uh, he, he periscoped, like, the, the user... I can't remember the guy's name, but he, he periscoped the first half. And then he sent a tweet out uh, with a poll attached. And he said, uh, 30% battery. Do I do, like, the last 25 minutes? <laughs> <laughs> or do I do the first 25 minutes of the, the second half? Um, hey... It's, it's a way around it, and it's not great because, honestly, it's periscoping from the Gallagher end. So if we're attacking the Leeser's end or if they're attacking the Leeser's end and all the action happens at the opposite end, you haven't got a fucking clue what's going on. What we need is someone at each end. <laughs> Just what we need is all 48,000, 50,000 to be periscoping it at once. Yeah. And we'll get like a 360 view of the game. It'll be, it'll be fantastic if that happens. Let's do a Kickstarter. <laughs> I don't know what the Football League will have to say about that, but let's do it. Um, so it is weird, but I, I feel that we've got to be honest with you. But we are listening yeah. to the games and we're reading, and you get a sense of how things are going. Um, I listened to that game on Wednesday night and it, it seemed like the commentators thought that we were getting a lot of pressure, but we were still quite shaky. Hmm. Um, Nice to see Dwight Gale get four goals in three games. Four, four goals in four games in the season, but right, four yeah, goals okay. in the last three yeah, games. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, right, yeah. Dave, yeah. don't be giving me any looks. No, I was just... That's his run, four goals in three games. Yeah, it's, it, it, shows that, um, it shows that he's, he can score at this level. Um, I don't know if he's, gonna, he's not going like, to keep this form up throughout the, uh, the season. I reckon he'll get about 15 or something like that. But... What I like about it, the the two of the goals that he scored have been like um, what you'd want from a poacher. Like the second one he got uh, against Reading, uh, where Hayden got into the box and he just squared it, and um, Dwight Gale had taken up a, a good position and had an easy tap in. And the the goal that he scored to win the game against Bristol City, which I'm assuming we'll get onto in a bit. Let's more. talk about that goal. I love that goal. It's beautiful. That is that is my kind of goal. Yeah. One. A beautiful pass from Diame, mm. or Diame, however we say it. Diame, right? Diame, Diame, doesn't Diame. matter. Right. Beautiful pass. Mm-hmm. And two, like a classic, pacey little striker's goal. It's the kind of goal that I would Im- imagine Adam Armstrong scoring for us. Yeah. But I don't know if that's ever going to happen. <laughs> but he is, it's the, he's the sort of player that I want, I was envisioning Adam Armstrong doing this season in the Championship, what Dwight Gale thus far actually is doing in the yes. Championship. Jermaine Defoe-type player. Yeah. Little Craig pacey, yeah, yeah. proper finisher, Love except it. from the penalty spot. But, but if he yeah. misses from the penalty <laughs> spot, then he'll head it in afterwards. <laughs> well, one thing you... Like, uh, Dwight Gale didn't take the penalty against Reading and Matt Ritchie did. Yeah. And then Ritchie didn't take the free kick... And Dwight Gale did. I, Stunning I was, free kick from, from Dwight Gale. I was not expecting him to have that in his locker. Like, I, I thought, like you, he was going to be a poacher, like uh, quick, 
getting in the right areas, simple tap-ins and stuff like that. I wasn't expecting a free kick from fully 25 yards nestling into the top left-hand corner. That was a beaut. Yeah. Absolute. That's the kind of goal. His goals get you up off your feet. Yeah. And he's also the sort of player who we thought perhaps Perez might be like him, but he isn't. No. Perez yeah. is... Well, I don't, we don't quite he's know what Perez is going to do. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's not having a good beginning to the, the season. Um, on Wednesday night, there was also a goal from Hayden, mm. who thus far it seems to be proven to be a good signing. Yeah, yeah, he, he's... So, on a previous podcast, we, we were t- I was saying that it, we don't want him to be making forward passes. We want him to be that, like, destroyer. But actually... I have to say, he's he's been contributing forward passes. He's been he has been pushing forward. He certainly did against Bristol when he was uh, sat alongside Jack Colback. And Jack Colback seemed to do all of the destroying work, all the defensive work, and give Hayden a bit more license to to look forward. So so maybe Paul was Paul was right, and I was wrong because uh, Paul was saying that we should expect that that attacking play from him. Maybe he's right. Yeah. Well, we're not we're not seeing thus yet. Many full games from him, us uh, exiles. Yeah. But um, it does seem to be encouraging from afar. Um, what else? I mean... We could talk about um, uh, Gufran so- suddenly back in the team. And actually, I think because he's an actual winger, that's what we signed him as. He was a, well, a wide forward, like an actual attacking wide player. Yes. I think having him in the team on the left has given the team the balance that we were crying out for at the beginning of the season. We were saying, like, we need to sign a, a winger. And I'm, I don't think he should be the first choice moving no, forward. No, he's not the long-term solution, but it is handy to having him in the yeah. squad. It's sort of like, oh, that's why you're there. <laughs> <laughs> that's why we've been paying you 25 grand a week or whatever for the last three years. Well, he's doing a job. And if he's happy to... If he can sit on the bench and or play the because we're rotating the rotating the squad so much already four games gone we've we've played like um, uh, an inconsistent first eleven which I think it's gonna we're gonna ha- see that throughout the league if he's happy to only play you know one out of every three games from the from the start like from the from the starting positions and just come off the bench or whatever then I don't have a problem with him he How works much? hard. There's a question. How much is this rotation, Rafa trying to work out what his first eleven is, and how much is it just the fact that he's a rotation-type manager? I honestly couldn't... It, it could it's be... too early to tell. Yeah, because... A bit of both, maybe. I mean, he's always... I mean, you remember that um, uh, from last season when we beat uh, Liverpool and Spurs, and it was the first time yes. in something like 100 games that he'd named an unchanged side... So it does point to the... Uh, does point Rafa wasn't manager when we beat Liverpool and Spurs. Dave. In the, in the tail end of the season? Yes, he was. We beat Liverpool and Spurs just before Christmas. No, it wasn't Liverpool and Spurs. Then. Dave. Yeah, fucked up. It was Liverpool... Anyway, the, the point okay. I was trying to make is we, we got two unexpected results and... Right. He he'd named an unchanged side for. Oh, I do remember yeah, hearing yeah. that that he named an unchanged side and that being um, unusual. So that, that's that's you know it, it could be that he likes to rotate his squad. It could also be that the players are legitimately tired because these games have come thick and fast, and we've got another one on uh, tomorrow, and we've got another one on the on um, 
on Saturday. Yeah. So I know people say, "Oh, how how are you tired? You only done ninety minutes." It's not just ninety minutes. It's it's mentally preparing them for that particular opposition. It's it is for for players like. Um, Diame and uh, for Hayden and stuff like that. They're, they're doing a lot of work in the centre of the pitch, so they, they are yeah, legitimately. Not, not all tired. of them are, are fully fit yet. No. Uh, tomorrow night, yes, we're playing Cheltenham mm. in the what's it called now? The, the football it do, it league. Do, cup. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't actually have a sponsor at the minute. So Good. It's just the league cup. Well, I'm going to call it the Coca-Cola Cup, <laughs> <laughs> not the milk cup. The rum blows. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus, showing your what age. Else? Worthington. Worthington, yeah, yeah. I remember Carling yeah. Cup, wasn't it? It was the Carling Cup for a long time. I remember mm. when it was a Worth- Worthington's mm. Cup. I remember. I, I remember they all had to like. They won, and they all got given a can of Worthington. <laughs> Worthington's. <laughs> um, oh. Green flow. Uh, so we'll be against Cheltenham tomorrow night. Will the cream thro- flow? Was that worth it? No. no. So, will we have... Will we really go for it in terms of bringing um, youth who... I'll well, tell you who we will... Apparently, who apparently will be involved is Mitrovic. Yes. Well, I think it'll be Mitrovic, but I also think it'll be Perez. I think Jan Matt will be chosen because of... Like, Anita's been played quite a lot at right-back. I think we'll see... Um, Domit back in the side in, instead of Clark. I think there'll be quite a few changes, but we'll still have a really strong lineup because we, we've still got a you know we've got a we've got a really good squad for this league. I wonder if he'll go for the cups. Well, he seems to say that you know he wants to you know he he, he was something some vague. We know where we want to be in the league, you know that kind of yeah. He's obviously saying, look, the focus is obviously getting promoted at the first time of asking and getting promoted automatically. But he also said, like, we, we still want to go far in the cops. So he basically said what any manager would say. Sure. But then he is saying he's going to start our first-choice striker who's coming back. And I wouldn't be surprised to see, like I say, Perez, Shelby, uh, Janmat. Well, you um, said Janmat. On Sky Sports News today, there was uh, talk of Janmat going. Hmm. So you never know, there might be some actual movement on that tomorrow and he could be taken out of the squad. There's, there's a lot of talk about players going, and there are some players going. Not that much talk about players coming in right now. Well, I think... Um, I feel like we definitely need a few, particularly if the players are going. So, you know, it's been a swings and roundabouts week for Paul Dillon because, you know, on the upside, he's had uh, a child he's become a father but on the downside CM, CM De Jong is leaving oh. so I mean that's put a real downer on the person <laughs> of his daughter I mean that's not going to he'll always always when he looks in her, her face <laughs> that's what he's for the remember. rest of his life he's, he's going to remember that this was the week that uh, CMD Young left his life. I'm just amazed the guy passed his medical. There's, there's a lot of talk of that. That's the, that was uh, pointed out to us uh, by a, a couple of people on Twitter. Apologies. Just that quick about the um For the not possible. saying your name. Bedford Mag yeah. mentioned that, and so did Paul Doolan, yeah. Oh, um, just dead quick on the, uh, the, 
the rumours about anybody coming in and stuff. There's a, a young striker from Utrecht uh, called Sebastian Haller. Haller. H-A-H-A-L-L-E-R. Haller. Sorry, I felt like I had to do it. 6-2 striker. Not got a great record. Uh, it could just be... Uh, you know, it could be nothing. It could be something. But he's rumored to be. Uh, he got a he got a, a phone call from Rafa Benitez, which I haven't heard any of our previous managers doing. Um, up like I remember Keegan doing it. I remember Keegan like being mentioned by the players as part of the reason that they signed. He was instrumental in persuading everyone to go like up. Rob Lee and stuff. So I, I, he said, like Rafa said, that there's going to be. He wants four in. Uh, before the close of the window, and that's next Wednesday. That's Wednesday 31st. That's possible, four in. I wouldn't be surprised if players had to go before that happened, and you'd see the back of players like maybe Gufran, maybe Riviere, Teote, Sissoko, obviously. Um, so Yanmat. Could be Yanmat, yeah. If, yeah I, I'd be surprised if Yanmat left this window. I think we just need numbers. If people, if just a few of those players leave, then we certainly need the numbers. Numbers, and if they don't leave, then just get some players in anyway. It's not like I'm not saying we need big money signings, but just some strength in numbers. Yeah, yeah. Just get a James so, Perch back. Yeah, we 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 certainly need strength in certain areas. Like the the wings were not particularly strong in. In depth, and I think up front we could do with a, another striker at least. So, and as James Wheatman says on Twitter, will we ever sign a convincing left back again? <laughs> it's a uh, consistent it, theme. It's it's a reasonable question. Will we? Galloway has gone to West Brom, apparently. Yeah, yeah. So that's not an option. Nope. Oh, I will tell you who might get a start tomorrow night. Jesus. Gamez. 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 So, um, so that would be good to see Jesus play. Um, and then uh, the Saturday game is on Sky, so that's good. Well, we've got um, like Brighton at home. It's a tough game. Brighton are a good team in this, in this league. And to be honest, the next six games in the league, pretty daunting run. You've got Brighton, who will be going for uh, promotion. Derby County, who will be going promo- for promotion and we're away. QPR, away to QPR. It's never an easy game. Um, Wolves look like they're going to do quite well in the, the league this year. Then it's Aston Villa and Norwich. I'm going to go right in with that question again. What percentage chance do you think there is of us going up, Dave? 90%. So you're still at 90%. Now... When I left the pod the other night, mm-hmm. and I'd said 78%, and, and I felt like I was being negative like that. But then I was really starting to think about things, and I was like, I think I'm almost 50-50. And I was like, and I, um, me and Paul went and played tennis on Wednesday night, actually, which we always do the night before one of his children are born. <laughs> <laughs> and... Um, <laughs> And uh, we had a quick pint after, and and I was saying that. And I was saying how, well, like, it's a re- it's a notoriously difficult league to get out of. There's loads of other teams in mm-hmm. it, 
who will all be expecting to go up. Yes, we are favourites to go up, but the idea that there's a 90% chance yeah. that we're going to get promoted, I think is really optimistic. Now, it just so happens that that night we went on to win 4-1. <laughs> but so what? Like 4-1 at home against Reading, and then we won away. Yes, we're going to win a lot more games than we won last La- season. Yes. Or at least I fucking well hope we do. Yeah. But, I mean, no, I'm not at 50-50. But I am at 75%. <laughs> so we've won, so we've won two we've games. We've won two games and, and I've gone, gone down. down. Okay. But not as a result of that. As a result of... Rethinking, yeah, the league, and remembering yeah. that there aren't. It's not like we're competing with, like if we were a. I mean, last season was an anomaly, but if we were a Premier League team shooting for the title, yeah, then we'd be looking at three competitors or whatever, three mm. or four. If we were a Premier League team uh, wondering whether we're going to go down, then they'd be like. There's three places to go down, and there's like six or seven other teams, six or seven teams in total that might go down. Yeah. But in the championship, there's two promotion places and two automatic promotion places and the playoffs. Mm -hmm. And like, what? At least a dozen teams in the division think that they could get that. Probably more. There are, but then the the player, there's a decent wedge of that. 10 to a dozen sides whose ambition is not to get the automatic spots that's that's beyond them getting into the playoffs is what they're aiming for so teams like Wolves uh, Brighton because of who came down um, Norwich um, maybe Aston Villa I don't know maybe they've they've recalibrated their expectations because they haven't had a a great start themselves maybe they're looking at the playoffs I, I still think that we have the reason I'm so confident that we'll automatically get promoted is because that's in your nature and you've been like that in every season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm a, I am an optimist, but I don't think it's, I don't think it's bonkers to, to say 90% that we'll get promoted. Because what, that, what I'm saying there is either we'll get the two, one of the two automatic spots, which personally I think we will, or we've got one of the four playoff positions. And we know how good we are in cup competitions. And we're amazing in, 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 in you know, finals. That's... <laughs> no, I just, it's, you look at the, like the, the teams that are going for the playoff places, we are not just a little bit better, we're a lot better than them. We're, we are, like... If, we'll see. And we'll see. Yeah. You know, I, I, th- I, I think, think it's more likely that we'll go up than we won't. Yeah. But, you know. I think 75 oh. is a reasonable... Uh, I think it's a, thank you. You're kind, and but I think it's a, I think it's erring on the side of caution, whilst being optimistic. If that makes any degree of sense. Okay, I'm going to go through some of the questions from uh, yeah. Natter listeners because we don't actually have that long this week. No. Uh, Trivial ZZ Trivials says, uh, "Do you think this season we will have a decent cup run?" Which is something that we've sort of addressed I think we'll I'm, go for it but I don't think we'll get far no I'm going to predict uh, third round exit in one competition fifth round exit in another and uh, yeah I, I wouldn't argue against that because what will happen is we'll, we'll beat Cheltenham comfortably and then we'll get 
you know, will be away to Everton, and that's 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 the ball game. Yeah. And what else is there from Lagrange? Uh, regular contributor to the show via the medium of the internet. With current outgoings, how bad was 2014 summer transfer window? One of worst windows with regards to recruitment. And I'm just looking at that, who we signed in that summer transfer window. We got... Cabela? We signed Perez. Not bad. Yep. Jack Colback. Not great. No. CM De Jong. That's it. Best signing of all time. <laughs> how did how did he pass that medical? That was honestly. Must be Illuminati shit going <laughs> down. There. Uh Remy Cabela. Not a great signing. Not a great signing. Riviere. Not Jesus great. Christ. Yeah. Daryl Yanmat. He's alright. Like he, I don't yeah, think he's a good bad signing. Yeah. Good signing. So you've got Perez and Yanmat so far that are decent. Here's one. Could this pull it back? Ferreira. <laughs> Facundo Ferreira. Oh, God, we never saw him, did we? Nope. Carl Darlow and Lascelles, of course. Well, again, like, Darlow and Lascelles were bought. We had to be seen and they spent a season at Forest. But, yes, it was not a good transfer window. I think that is a good point. Mm-hmm. Lagrange. You could say that that was the transfer window that sent us to the championship, really. Yeah. Um, I think that was the the last transfer window where we really saw um, the old transfer policy of instead of buying what we needed, let's just buy bargains. Let's just get, you know, like Remy Cabela. We didn't need to sign Remy Cabela. We needed to keep Hatem Benafa. We didn't need CM de Jong. We needed a left back. Yeah, that was when our addiction, that was a peak. That was when we hit rock button in terms of our addiction to uh, flighty number 10s. Yeah. Uh, NASA uh, asks one how will Mitro fare in the championship well uh, luckily I think we're about to find out I mean you would have to say Dwight Gale is undroppable right now but then that's a a good thing about having um, so many fixtures so at home it looks like we're playing more adventurous so we might see Mitrovic and Gale and I'd like Together. that. Yeah. What I hope doesn't happen is that Mitrovic starts playing in the number nine position and then Dwight Gale is shifted over. Out wide or? Out wide to a sort of like in the same way that happened to Denver Bar or Perez. Yeah. I hope that uh, Dwight Gale gets to keep playing exactly where he is because right now I think he'll be that dropped, is working. I think he'll be dropped either further back into like a more four four one one um for the away games. Because I think, I think um, Benitez likes to play pretty defensive away from home, you know, like a 4-2-3-1 or a 4-4-1-1. I think he'll be, I think he'll be dropped, which is a shame because he's the, like, like we've seen, he's the kind of player that he'll pop up and he'll score a goal. Like the, the 89th minute goal against Reading, that's pure poachers. I want, I want another one. Just getting into that. Like the, the handball that was disallowed against Reading, um, basically the cross came in and, and Gale... Uh, diving header but he stretched his hand out oh, yeah, yeah, and he put yeah. it in with his hand <laughs> I actually like that because yeah, it says yeah. like 
I might get away with it. And a convincing celebration. <laughs> yeah. Because you can't do that unless you really yeah. are believable in your celebration. <laughs> You've got to buy it yourself. I mean, yeah. I'm surprised. I don't think he was carded for that. I don't think so. I think you should be, really, shouldn't you? Yeah. And, uh, I mean, I, I think he could get 25 goals. He was, he's the bookie, before the season started, he was the bookie's favourite for top goal scorer in the championship. Yeah. Dwight Kale. This, so, this is why I'm worried that he, I, I share the same worry that you do, that he might be shifted to accommodate Mitrovic. Yeah. But, like, there are so many games that he will play a good 28, 30 games. Yeah. There's a lot of games and there'll be uh, plenty of injuries and suspensions, suspensions <laughs> as Bedford Mag says. Here's a question. How long will it take Mitro to get a yellow card and a red card? Yellow card, let's say he plays tomorrow night. 20 minutes? Yeah, tw- I was going <laughs> <laughs> to... He, he, he'll, he'll react. Yeah. 20 minutes. Red card, he'll be trying really hard not to get that. So I'm going to say three weeks. <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, I reckon away to Aston Villa, you'll get a red card. Right, okay. Yeah, yeah good call. Let's see what happens there. <laughs> um, we shouldn't laugh. <laughs> you are a professional footballer. Yeah. Stop giving that man a Chinese burn. So, what's your prediction for the Cheltenham game? Uh, I reckon we'll win quite comfortably. I reckon 3 0, 3 1, 3 0. Okay, I'm going to say 2-1. Uh, and uh, Brighton at home on Saturday. I'm going to go on, Dave. 1-1. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna, I was, was going to go with the 1-1. One, one. Last season we did quite well on when we were on Sky. But... We didn't in our only Sky game this season, so... I don't know, yeah. And also, it is unlikely that Musa Sissoko will be playing. And he's a man who does well when we're on Sky. But if it is Jan, Matt, he might want to play for a move. Gufran might want to play for a move. Don't know, they might put on... But yeah, I just think Brighton are really... Like, Hutton has them so well-drilled. Like, really well-drilled, so they'll be hard to break down. Yeah. Um, I'm going to be in Edinburgh on Saturday. Yeah, like I could just get a train down and a train back up. Like I could go at the game, but I don't think I'm going to because I'm already in Edinburgh for only one night. So that's quite mental. <laughs> you can't do like stop in on New- to Newcastle on the on the way well, through. Well, somebody's booked my hotel in Edinburgh. Oh, I'm doing a oh, if you are the, if, you, if you are at the Edinburgh Festival uh, on Saturday, because I imagine. Uh, our listenership is very fringe theatre based um, at the Edinburgh Festival at 2.40pm in the Pleasance Dome this Saturday, August 27th. I'm going to be uh, reading from my book, Tips for Actors, available in very few good bookstores. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I'll be there. And it's a free show, which gives you some indication of how much effort I'll be putting into it. <laughs> no, it'll be a good show. So uh, do come to that. On Saturday, this Saturday gone, I went to uh, regular listeners. Will remember that Paul Doolan accidentally bought two tickets for Fulham Cardiff. <laughs> so so uh, I saw took, a great game. I took advantage of that. Me and my my other friend called Dave, 
went and um yeah, two two, some really good goals. Yeah. We made a blurry appearance on the Channel Five uh highlights show because <laughs> we were sat right in the front row. Yeah. It didn't look very busy. It wasn't terrifically busy, no. No. Um What was the atmosphere I was, like? It was all right. I was surprised that there weren't more Cardiff fans. Newcastle fans always filled that whole stand. Yeah. But they didn't. Uh, the ball, at one, there was a, re- we were sat, because we were in the front row, right by the goal line. Uh, every time someone was running down uh, t- t- towards uh, the byline, there was a real feeling. We're going to get hit in the face. We are going to get hit in the face. <laughs> and at one stage, uh, the ball did go under my feet. I must have been to, I don't know, a couple of hundred football matches in my life. Yeah. I have never touched the ball. The ball has never come to me. Yeah. And it shot towards me, went under my feet, and my mate Dave went, Can I touch it? Which <laughs> 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 I took the piss out of him for the rest of the game. But it went under my feet and then went to someone else who did a very good play of, like, throwing the ball back without looking at all excited. Oh, right. Because I think that is the matcher thing to do, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, just have a back. Just throw it back and not look excited. (laughs) But it was fun, so thanks for that error, Paul, Um, because I did get to see an entertaining game. Uh, Even if it wasn't... Yours. My team. Yeah. So, is there anything else you'd particularly like to say before we go, Dave? Uh, no, I think we've covered the uh, transfers, we've covered the matches, we've covered the uh, upcoming fixtures, we've answered some listener questions. Um, we've, what we've done is we've created a really good podcast. I'd like to think so. Good. Well, uh, thank you very much. Were you, are you still going to be uh, available next Monday? Dave? No, I'm not here next Monday. Oh, yeah. No, I'm, I'm moving into my new flat on Friday. Shit. On Saturday, sorry. Yeah. Right. Well, Got a sofa bed. Well, let's hope... Oh, good. Well, let's hope that Paul Doolan has... Um, Recovered. Got over being a dad. Oh, and geez. isn't so... Mm-hmm. Isn't being so excited <laughs> about it. And... Uh, I'm a and dad. And <laughs> he's back to... Uh, so boring. Podcast availability or otherwise, because the other podcast people I know, I think, are in Edinburgh, so... Otherwise, I'll have to um, soliloquy. Do a soliloquy, which you know, I mean, in, a, in their own way, kind of are the best podcasts. I don't really mean that. So, uh, before I go, I should mention again, Fan Duel, which I did do this weekend. Did you do it, Dave? Yeah. Good. Yeah, I did it. Fan Duel. My team wasn't successful. I did have Aguero in it, so. Got a couple of goals, but I, I backed a whole win basically, and I, and I backed a Liverpool win. You know, I thought Coutinho would get me some points. Yeah, I had Walcott up front. <laughs> I thought I don't know. You know, you've got a, but it didn't work out for me. But uh, do get on Fan Duel, as in D U E L, and uh, enter with the promo code Toonami. It's a, it's a fantasy football where there's a chance to win cash prizes and there's no commitment. You only do it for one weekend. One day, in fact, I did on Saturday. So it's a good, fun way of gambling. Do gamble. I gamble responsibly. 
with oh, Fangio. That's the best thing to do when advertising another product. Do the catchphrase from another. <laughs> and those um, Bet365 adverts that Ray Winston does. Oh, Jesus. He goes, I gamble responsibly. Like he says the word responsibly. Like it's really hard. I was devastated on Saturday. I had a nine-match accumulator. Did you? And I was let down by uh, Sheffield Wednesday Leeds. It was the only... I won every other one, including like draws and um, outside bets and stuff. Fucking Sheffield Wednesday versus Leeds let me down. I missed out on hundreds of pounds on a oh, tiny shit. bet. You know what you need to do, Dave? Gamble responsibly. No, you need to get on FanDuel. Really? FanDuel. From uh, FanDuel. Get on there. Two Naomi is the promo code. Yep. Thank you very much for listening, guys. And uh, I'll be back next week. I'm pretty sure probably quite hungover from a weekend at Edinburgh and hopefully with some company. (laughs) And I'll be back at some point in the future. Terrific. Bye. Bye. Sports Social Podcast Network. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%.